and welcome back spooky people this is that spooky life i am your spooky host miranda and it is officially the first friday of the spookiest month of the year and i am over the moon i am so happy we celebrated the start of spooky season last week i highly recommend you listen to those spooky tales if you have not but also me goobering about spooky season at the end of it I have got some excellent stories for you today, and next week I have some stuff lined up because it will be our 50th episode. That is a huge milestone. I am super excited and pleased that you guys have been enjoying and listening for as long as you have, which also means because of the way that we post once a week and there are so many weeks in a year that during this fabulous spooky month in a couple of weeks is going to be our year anniversary. So I want to hear from you guys. Is there anything you would uh, you would like to do special? Would you like me to have guests on? Would you like to have like a Facebook hangout or something? I don't know, something to celebrate our year anniversary of sliding into the in-between as the spooky squad i also have some really great stuff planned for you guys some surprises and i want to know if there's anything else you want me to incorporate but today we kick off the spookiest month of the year which i'm apparently just going to keep singing about with some extra fabulous stories One actually happened fairly recently and started around this time of year as for the eventual culmination of how it ended. And we are continuing the Chronicles of Stephanie, which is what I'm officially calling them forever now. Diving right in, my story this week is about a, a huge learning experience that I have. I am and have always been sensitive to the unseen but because of some negative experiences in my youth I tried to shut things down for a really long time didn't want to be crazy didn't want to be taken away from my family or put in an institution or anything like that and that's that was kind of the vibe in the late 80s early 90s so I was very cautious and careful about it unfortunately This meant that I did not attempt to hone my senses or my sights or my perceptions until much later in life. And I have a very hard time sometimes discerning type of incorporeal being. It can be very difficult for me to tell the difference between a spirit of fear or a land spirit or a fae, if there even really is a difference fundamentally, which... I know that there are a lot of varied opinions on the subject, but it can matter as far as how you interact with these entities. So there is a friend of mine who lives on a mountain and this individual purchased that house and we got everything moved in. I hang out over there a lot. A couple of friends have a room in which they stay there as well. So I go over there and we, we spend hours hanging out, having a good time sitting outside and when it gets cooler there's a fire pit we light a fire and we'll just talk about the shit that matters for hours on end into the wee hours when we have the time to do so and it's always been really pleasant however last year around the end of summer they had been in that house for a couple of years and i started getting like really weird anxiety about going out to my car after dark 
granted there's no light they like i said live on the side of a mountain middle of nowhere you can see the street down at the end of their property which is about to like an acre away because there is a street light down there and there's porch lights both for the downstairs and the upstairs but like even when those lights are on it doesn't necessarily reach to where the parking space has been cleared out of like a little wooded area now, I'm, I am prone to anxiety. It is something I have struggled with most of my life. And so I, for a long time, I didn't say anything about it because I figured it was just me. It was my stress, my, you know, life impacting me and manifesting as just I couldn't see very well in the dark. So that made me nervous and anxious. That was until one night we were sitting outside and it was only a couple of us. It wasn't everybody because this conversation didn't happen with all four of us at the same time until much later. We heard something, and it was inexplicable. And I said something to my friend. I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I've been hearing weird stuff. I felt like I've been watched a time or two, and I get a lot of anxiety walking out to my car after dark. So I may just ask you guys until, like, the sort of feeling passes, if, like, somebody will walk me out there, just just to keep my anxiety at bay. And my friend was like, you know, I hadn't really noticed, but I hadn't really been looking. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's fine. I was like, I'm sure it's fine too. And then a, like a week or so later, I don't remember what brought it up again, but we talked about it again. And I was like, you know, it's just very kind of like oppressive out there in the darkness. I feel like something is like standing right next to me, just being intimidating, feeding off the fear, causing fear so that it can feed off of it and all this stuff. And the friend that I had spoken to was like, you know, I'd noticed it's been a little darker and I did think, I feel like I saw something moving, but I wasn't sure if it's just because you said something, you know, et cetera, but I've been trying to keep an eye on it. It doesn't seem like it can come close to the house. And I was like, no, I agree with that. You know, my friends are aware uh, there's shielding up around the house and it did not seem to be able to penetrate those shields. But the problem is, is despite some of the, the property shielding and energy work that they have done. It seemed like the shield that it couldn't pass was like right outside the edge of the light. And that bugged me a lot. And then a fifth friend, so there were, well, a fourth friend, but there were now five of us, came to visit as well. And it was just he and I standing outside. And this is spooky friend Kevin, who you guys have heard and met before. So spooky friend Kevin was like, what's up with the thing in the woods? And I was like, excuse me? It's like the thing in the woods. It does not like me. It is glaring at me. It is attempting to cause fear. And I am, I am not affected by this. But like, please tell me you've noticed this. And I was like, motherfucker. I was like, well, problematically, I have noticed it. But I was writing it off as my own anxiety. And I mentioned it to our mutual friend. And they said that they had not noticed. And then they did. But they weren't sure if it was just because I said something. And spooky friend Kevin was like, no, no, there's absolutely something out there. And it is irritated by my presence i was like that's incredibly interesting so we mentioned this to the mutual friend and they were like oh huh so we talked about it for a little while we noticed it i described what i saw which was oddly a a tall sort of shapeless black figure but had like a bleached deer skull as a head or a mask or something honestly if you have seen spirited away it was like no face but instead of like the, the Japanese style mask, it was that bleached deer skull. I actually found an artist on DeviantArt that has a picture. I don't remember what the picture is in reference to. 
I'll see if I can link it in the episode, but it has a picture of something that looks exactly like the thing that I saw prior to me ever seeing this artwork. And when I found it trying to describe what I saw to everybody, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's not because I don't like it. It is a beautiful piece of artwork that I adore and would actually hang on my wall. What I didn't like about it was how exact it looked to the thing that I was seeing in the woods. So again, it started to get more noticeable, more oppressive. It started to sort of buck at the shields to an extent. And that was when the mutual friend who I had mentioned this to noticed it. Literally standing right outside the tree line, just staring. And so they had a staring contest with it. And it didn't go anywhere. It didn't back down, but it didn't come any closer. And finally they were like, huh, okay. So we're monitoring. I'm being escorted to my car just in case. Mostly because when I get into that anxiety state, I don't trust my own senses and ability to be like, no, get the fuck away. It's a trained reaction that I had from youth. Since this incident, I have been able to work much better through it because this taught me some things. As I said, hashtag learning experience. But it was not until one of the inhabitants of the household, who tends to be very, well, they're kind of like a null to an extent. It's not that they don't feel or believe in more like the spiritual and subtle side of life. It's that they just don't see or sense things very often, if at all. They tend to be fairly oblivious to the subtle reality. And this individual took their dog out to do their business. And while the dog was out doing the business, this individual saw something staring at them in the woods and said they thought it was a deer at first until it stood up. And then this individual was like trying to discern what the fuck am I actually seeing? Keeping in mind, this was in October and it was after dark. So it was very, very dark. They're like, what the fuck am I seeing? It rushed at him. So my friend took the dog and they went back inside and was like, I don't know what the fuck just happened, but that was legitimately frightening. I get told about this later and I was like, okay, if it's a fear spirit, if it's trying something, trying to feed on us, etc., we can call a circle, state intent, say that it needs to go away. This is our house. Bye-bye. So we do that. And it went really, really smoothly. And this thing bucked the circle and was mad about it. And it didn't work. And it didn't work because it was not a fear spirit. It was a land spirit. So telling it to GTFO was A, not possible, and B, kind of a dick move. Because that's technically where it lived and it was probably there long before us. So when it didn't work and it started getting worse and I realized the faux pas that had been made... I brought offerings. I consulted people on what specifically to do. And while it was very difficult to, we did, I think we did corn and I did not have ritual tobacco, but I broke open a cigarette and said, I'm sorry, this is what I have at the time. We put cookies out for sweets in case it had a fey leaning. We lit some candles and it seemed to be okay. But I was also talking to Kevin's wife who has an affinity for fae and land spirits and is a type of shaman. 
I was like, this is not my realm of expertise. I, I can speak to disembodied. I tend to lean towards like communications with the dead specifically. I know what to do there because ghosts used to be people. And while they may be sort of a needle stuck in a record or, you know, residual trauma, very, 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 very pushy with whatever message they want to get through, they used to be people. Most times you can talk to them like people. Land spirits, fae, things like that were never people. They are tied to things. They have a different sense of existence and motivation and needs and while i can I, I can at times interpret and understand that when they're not projecting fear and attempting to like run me off and feed on my energy i don't know how to communicate with them to find out what they actually need because i'm not going to sit here and let this thing feed fear off of me and so spooky friend kevin's wife said that if we could come up with a time in the schedule, they would try and come out as soon as possible to see if they could chat and figure out what to do about it. So we did this. And when I tell you that this beautiful individual made a handcrafted feathered wood charm to bring and leave as an offering to this, this being, it was beautiful. She was like, oh, this is, yeah, no, I thought, you know, I just put a little time and energy into something. She acted like it was nothing. And I'm sitting here going, I would, I would hang this in my house. This is lovely. It was just a little charm, but it was lovely. So that night we waited for it to make its presence known. We waited for it to be dark since that tended to be when it showed up. And sure enough, so she took the charm, walked fearlessly into the dark woods was gone for about 20 minutes and then came back and said, okay, you're good. And like, I felt the energetic shift when it happened before she reappeared. It got lighter. You could actually see more through the woods. It didn't feel as heavy. It was an incredible change. Apparently the offerings that had been left were somewhat helpful. It was one of those things where it was like, well, I guess it's better than nothing. Where the thing that had been made specifically for it to be left out there did the job. All it needed was attention and tribute because we had sort of come to an intuition that maybe this thing was at one time honored as a land spirit by people who may have lived there previously, like native people all through those woods used to be tribal land, etc. So we weren't sure that was a vibe that we got and that honorific seemed to work really well. And there's not honestly been a problem since. However, since that awesome fucking shaman moment from Kevin's wife, my friends have started putting in a walking trail and clearing out some of the stuff in the woods. They found some old garbage, cleaning up years of lost things and tossed things. And in this process, the charm was found. And I say found because it had been moved from its original location. And not by anyone who lives in or frequents that house. So my friend building the walking trail built the walking trail around where it had been found and left it right where it was because that was clearly where the land spirit wanted it to be. And now that we understand, we completely respect its choice. And that is my spooky story for the week. Ladies and gentlemen. Ever have one of those aha moments, an epiphany where everything just snaps into place? We did. 
we realized that we could no longer tolerate small talk and BS. Ain't nobody got time for that. So, we decided to start a podcast. Coming forth by day is a discussion cast with two longtime friends. I'm Miranda, and she's Ricey. Where we really dig into the big conversations. We'll tackle anything and everything from pet peeves to hobbies, toxic people to spirituality. Traveling. Mental health. Philosophy. Music. Aliens, maybe? All the stuff worth talking about. So if you don't have time for superficial garbage chat and are sick of wasting your time like us, come join us for some real, raw, and deep conversation on Coming Forth by Day. Coming soon. Our listener story for the week is the continuation of the Chronicles of Stephanie. All of Stephanie's awesome stories from last week. She saved the spookiest for last, and so I did too. So, Stephanie writes, Okay, one more for now. This happened very recently. It was a Friday night around midnight just a few months ago. I was in that in-between state just starting to doze off when I heard my son cry out in his room. He's a toddler. So I groggily got out of bed to go check on him. I stepped into his room and he was asleep. Okay, weird. Maybe he was dreaming. I crawled back into bed and was starting to drift off again when I sensed someone in the room. Definitely a spirit. It was an older lady, short, curly red hair. She approached my bed, stood over me. Then I got the impression of her leaning down and kissing my temple. And she was gone. This all happened lightning fast. One minute she was there, and the next minute, poof. I was a little agitated after that because I wasn't expecting it, but I eventually managed to fall asleep. The next day, I went into work and spent the morning pondering who it could have been. It had to have been a relative of mine. Only a relative would have been able to get past my wards. But who had red hair? Did my great aunt have red hair? I only knew her when it was white. It was very strange for someone to just show up like that. I went about my day. In the evening, I went grocery shopping. I had just gotten home and was starting to unload my groceries out of the car when my husband came out to help me with a very strange look on his face. I stared at him, beginning to feel worried, and asked, What's wrong? My aunt just died. Oh shit, that's who that was. My aunt. She had short curly red hair. She'd come to say goodbye. It was very sudden. She wasn't ill, to our knowledge. They believe she died Friday morning. She came to see me Friday night. I didn't have any knowledge of her death until Saturday night. A relative had found her on Saturday morning. I am honored she came to see me. I'm so sad that we didn't have more time with her. But we really only get to borrow people. We don't get to keep them. Here's something very interesting about that experience. Her energy felt different from many of the spirits that I've encountered. I read in a book once, I wish I could remember which one, that spirits who have crossed over and are visiting exist at a higher frequency and vibration than spirits who have yet to move on. I would definitely say that her energy felt like it was existing at a much higher vibration. It felt like it was moving very fast, almost a hyper kind of feeling. It was weird and extremely cool. I have a few more stories, but I really don't want to overdo it. 
I'll add two more small things. First, since you had such a unique experience at the Egyptian exhibit and the Field Museum, oh my god, yes, that one. I actually found the name of that. Hang on. The name of that exhibit was the Tomb of Unas, often pronounced Unas, probably actually Wenas in the Field Museum in Chicago. So yes, I did find the actual name and then completely dropped the ball and forgot to mention it again. Thank you for the reminder, Stephanie. Yes, the Egyptian exhibit at the Field Museum. You may or may not want to visit the Oriental Institute nearby. Oh, good. It's a fantastic museum, and the exhibits there definitely have carried spirits and energies with them through the millennia. Oh, I completely believe that. In particular, there's a bust of an Egyptian deity there that caught my attention. I've attached a picture, and I'm going to put that picture from Stephanie on my Instagram. He gave off such a warm, gentle, friendly energy. I couldn't stop staring at him. It was such a kind energy. The caption on the bust read, Egyptian, unidentified deity, because this statue lacks distinguishing characteristics as well as a hieroglyphic inscription. We cannot determine what deity it represents. The goddess shown with a wig and heavy tresses on his shoulders, a false beard, and a staff in the form of the hieroglyph for dominion. Yet none of these features are characteristic of a single god. The representation has been identified by some scholars as Ptah, a creator god, and by others as Tatenen, a god associated with fertility of the earth. The features of the statue closely resemble official representations of King Amenhotep III, yet the lack of Eurorius snake on its brow indicates it represents a deity, not a king. If he was Tatanan, maybe he liked me because my ancestors are farmers. The second thing is about stones. You've mentioned not being able to wear certain stones. I cannot wear tiger eye. It is my understanding that tiger eye will make it difficult for others to deceive you. That's awesome. Very handy. When I wear it, it also makes it difficult for me to keep my thoughts to myself. Tact goes right out the window and I blurt out whatever comes into my head first. I am someone who usually thinks very carefully about what they want to say unless I'm real mad. So I avoid this stone so as to not burn all the bridges that can be burned. I like to keep my filter intact. Thanks for letting me share more stories with you. I'd love to have tea with you someday when the world is a bit less crazy. Cheers, Stephanie. P.S. Please excuse typos and grammatical errors. It's late and my brain is mush. It is always late when I am recording and my brain is always mush by the time I get to this point of my day. I will absolutely take you up on the tea when the world is not on fire and we can actually be social again. And I thank you for sending all of these wonderful stories to me. If you have more time, Always feel free to write them up and send them to me. These are wonderful. I love your experiences. This is, this is so wonderful. We have so much to talk about, friend. Yes. Welcome to the Spooky Squad, officially. Chronicles of Stephanie. Go. But that is our listener story for the week. So on the subject of little ones and family members coming to say goodbye, spooky season, and personal anxiety issues, This week's witchy tip is probably a no-brainer, but it bears mentioning because it has relevance in my life, and I know that there are more than a few of you out there who, when I say this, you are going to cackle at me and perhaps contact me and point fingers, and I understand this. Our witchy tip for this week is get some damn sleep. 
It is scientific that our brain needs sleep to refresh and function and do all the things that it is supposed to do properly. This includes things that we may not understand, such as subtle perceptions. It's the reason that, you know, our eyes get bleary. If our physical perceptions are skewed, then it seems potential that our, it seems reasonable to assume that all of our perceptions could be skewed. Now, if you're having trouble sleeping because of paranormal things, there are things that you can do. Lavender, melatonin, anything from witchy things to very mundane things. If you have legitimate issues with it, I do recommend that you seek medical prognosis, etc. But like, just in general, set yourself a schedule, set yourself a bedtime, determine what time do I need to be asleep so that I can wake up at the time that I need to and function in a healthy manner during the day? Are you always going to hit that? No. But if you hit it more often than not, it's better than not. I haven't personally been getting a lot of sleep recently because I have been doing all of the many things. I'm constantly doing all of the many things and I am not in my 20s anymore and I have started to feel that very, very acutely. And after a two-day migraine recently, I determined that it was time for me to start trying and be more responsible about my own damn bedtime so that I can actually get up with my alarm, not feel like I'm falling asleep all day, and then potentially get more things done. This impacts every aspect of my life, not only the mundane physical things that I'm doing, the energetic things that I'm doing, the people that I'm around, the conversations that we are able to have, the things that I am able to accomplish. It's not very witchy to say, get some damn sleep, but like also it is. Taking care of you, taking care of your own personal, physical, mental, emotional health is just as witchy as it is mundane because it is important to you. You are important. You deserve to be taken care of. And while others can take care of us and that can be nice, you are your own priority. You have to take care of you first. And I care about you, so I want you to care about you. And that is my witchy tip for the day. Get some sleep. Thank you again to Stephanie for sharing those wonderful stories. And as I have mentioned, I absolutely would love to hear all the ones you have to throw at me, friend. We can continue the Chronicles of Stephanie and I am all about it. If anyone else has a story that they would like to share, if you would like to start your own Chronicles, I would love to hear from you. You can send it to thatspookylifepodcast at gmail.com. I am also on Instagram at That Spooky Life, and we have a Facebook page that you can totally hop on there. And if you have a story you want to share, you can send it to me and let me know, hey, you can share this on the podcast because I always ask for permission. Consent is key. Happy October, everybody. Happy full on spooky season. And I am super looking forward to some of the things that I have in store to share with you guys. So stay tuned. And in this the spookiest of months. Do not forget, my dearest, spookiest friends, to keep living that spooky life. Bye.